Ahoy! Welcome to the 10th episode of season 3 with Made Double Figures. Amazing. I know. All in lockdown as well. All 10 of them. I know. Didn't expect that. (laughs) No, really didn't. Didn't Could be potentially over half a season, will be. Maybe even more than that. Yeah, we should open a sweepstakes. How? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Which which episode will we be reunited on? Yeah. How far through will we make it through season three? In what lockdown. Re- yeah. What do you reckon? I don't know. Um. Fifteen. Ooh. I like your soon? optimism. Is that a bit too? I don't know. Maybe not. Not even the whole season. I'm going with twenty. Ooh. Another ten. No, we're only halfway through. Yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think. Tweet us. <laughs> and if you want to tweet us, you can do that at BOTS underscore podcast. Um, or you could Instagram us at the same, BOTS underscore podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Or the website is bottom of the stream.com, where you will find every episode we've ever done and all three season stream tables. Or you can join us on Patreon, where we will give you some free stuff some extra bonus episodes some early access to episodes some merch all for a very small amount of money from you guys every month yep if you can't do that then leave us a review on apple podcasts or on Podchaser because that really helps uh get more ears and eyes on our little show um and that's about it i'm nick yeah i'm adam and this is uh, bottom of the stream yeah we're on a quest to find some uh, diamonds buried at the bottom of the netflix stream yeah, definitely. We've had a bit of a mediocre season this season, I would say, so far. Nothing nothing great, nothing too bad. Not not the shiniest of gems, it has to no, be said. definitely not. It's, but, uh, but every week there's there's new hope. You never know, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> have, have you got any more reflections on uh, the anthology movie that we watched last week, Holidays? Um, I put a tweet out midweek, I don't know if you'd seen it, with like loads of images from the film, just so people could get an idea if they hadn't yeah, seen it. Yeah, you just freaked a load of people out. I, I did, <laughs> and it brought back a load of memories that I'd already repressed, I think. That that scene with the arm coming out of the lady when she's giving birth was <laughs> harrowing. It's still the Jesus Easter bunny for me. Yeah, creepy, <laughs> creepy, horrible thing. No, but I think that film... Ended up where it deserved to be on the stream table. Like we said last week, it was half a good film. Yeah, that's maybe being kind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was fun to talk about, though. Yeah, it was. It was a really fun episode, I thought. It went didn't go as long as I was expecting with doing eight films in one. But yeah, it was good. It was fun fun to talk about. If you've not heard it, go and check out last week's episode. Um, talking of our older episodes. Yes. I'm getting good at this, seamlessly linking into stuff. Um, Netflix this week have relaunched some of our films that we've done in the past. What? About time. <laughs> so there's three films that have been, te- re- that since we reviewed them, have been taken from Netflix. And this week, all three of them have got put back on again, which is weird. What have we got? Makes a change yeah. from stuff uh, being taken off. It does, yeah. Um, Bottom of the World came back, which was from season one. Oh, that was the kind of like trippy, peyote dream desert movie, wasn't it? And that's the one, yeah. It was, you didn't know what was a dream and what was real. That was a strange one. Uh, they finished 12th in the stream table in season one, so very, very mid-table. Um, another film from st- season one that came back was The Cured. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Irish Irish zombie film. Absolute hot garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah, that wasn't good. That was not good. <laughs> no, it was really, it was really boring. Uh, it finished 17th in the season one stream table, that one. Uh, but also that came back, uh, that we've done quite recently, was The Endless. 
Oh, that's that's not been gone for very long. No, any it was only gone for just over a month. That's strange. Yeah, very strange. Um, it finished fourth in season two. I wonder. Tw- I wonder what was in the contract that caused that to. Uh, I don't know. It's strange, isn't for it? For a month. Whether they, I don't know if they just. Do they just archive stuff for a bit and then put them back on again? I don't know, possibly. It seems strange to take things down and put things up, and the way it works just seems a bit weird. I'd like to know more about how they decide. Yeah, if anyone from Netflix is listening, get in touch. Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd be really interested to know why something goes away for a month and then pops back. Yeah. Uh, That does seem odd. Uh, Well worth checking out, though, that movie, The End. Yes, the directors did a watch-along on uh, Instagram over the weekend with it. And okay. I was gonna, I was gonna do it with them, and then I completely forgot. Ah. I read about it on one day over the weekend, and it was the next day. I was like, "Oh, I'll do that tomorrow. That could be quite fun." And just never, didn't even think about it again ever. And it's just completely gone out of my mind. Got to write things down, man. I know. Yeah, I need to make a diary. I wasn't even doing anything important. <laughs> I was just sitting in my house as I have done for the last ten weeks. I haven't got a lot of Netflix news this week. It's been a quiet week. It has been um, quieter compared to the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the last sure. couple of weeks have been bumper, but this week I've only got one piece. And Show us is... your piece. <laughs> Always. And that is um, Dark. Have you seen Dark? Have you heard of Dark? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know anything of it. Of it. I have seen some uh, promotional material that it is coming <laughs> back, but I, I've, I have no knowledge of it. So it's, it's coming back for season three on June the 27th, so not too long. It's going to be their final season as well. Um, I've never seen it either. It is on my list. I'm going to go to it pretty soon, I think. I'm, I'm getting right close to it. Uh, it's basically, it's it says on the IMDb that it's a, a family saga with a supernatural twist set in a German town where the disappearance of two young children exposes a relationship among four families. It gets absolutely rare. It's 8.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow. That's huge. That's for a TV end. show, that high is end. huge. Um, so yeah, it's uh, going to be a third and final season streaming on June the twenty seventh in on Netflix, and I'm going to try and get to it. I've nearly finished. I've been watching Upload on Amazon Prime. Have you heard of this? No. Hi. What's that? I know I shouldn't mention Amazon Prime, but there's a reason why I have mentioned it. Um, it stars Robbie Amell. Oh, okay. Who yeah. is one of very few people who have been in three films over the yeah. course of Bottom of the Stream? So he is a is a celebrity. I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> Um, yeah, you are very familiar with his work. You've seen at least three of his films. Um, he's the main star in it. It's basically Amazon's version of The Good Place. Okay. So ba- when you die, your consciousness gets uploaded into like a virtual reality universe. And you just basically live forever in this. It, he lives in like this oldie-worldie hotel type thing with loads of other dead people. But there's like people who can control him on the outside. So he's got this angel that looks after him who's a real living person. And she can like, if he wants to get, if he wants to change his hair, she has to redesign it, and that's so she's. It's like an avatar that she's in control of. He's like Janet. Yeah, basically. It's, it's... Yeah, because he can call her. He just has to say "angel" and she just appears. Is so it funny? It's, it, is it comedy? It is comedy. It is. It is quite funny. It's made me laugh out loud a few times. There's a little kid in it who is hilarious. Okay. Because he's he died when he was eleven, but now in in the real world he would have been eighteen. Right. So he's got this 18-year-old's personality inside this 11-year-old's body. I quite like that. That's it's, quite a cool it's, gimmick. It's cool. It is cool. Um, they're only half an hour episodes as well, so it's it's definitely worth checking out if you've got Amazon Prime. Awesome. I won't, I won't talk about it too much because it's on the dark side, but <laughs> it's got Robbie Amell in it, so I thought I'd let it go. It's a tenuous link, but I will allow it. <laughs> the only other thing I've really watched this week is I watched the first two episodes of Snowpiercer. All right, yeah. So the Netflix have uh, remade this film from quite a while back now 
few years ago. Yeah, well, Netflix are distributing it and showing it in the UK. It's not a Netflix no. thing, is it? So, no. I think it might be TNT in the States. I think States. you're right. I think it might be. It's coming out weekly. So that proves that it's not a Netflix thing because they don't do that. But the first two episodes appeared on the same day earlier this week. The third yep. one will be out by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, it's I've, quite good. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. It's I, I have seen the film, as you know, because I think we watched it together. Yeah, I think but we did. But it's been a very, very long time since I've seen it. <laughs> so I don't really know. I can't really remember the story, but... It's good. The the show's quite good so far. The first two episodes were interesting. I'll definitely stick with it. Great. Yeah, it's on my, on my list to watch, certainly. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Wicked. I have been watching uh, something that I think is originally a sci-fi channel show and um, meant to watch it a couple of years ago when it, when it first came out. I've only just got around to it. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's a show called Happy. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is essentially a cop show. Um, starring Christopher Maloney, who was famous, most famous for like, wasn't in the X Factor. One of the, I don't know, I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just, your joke's lost on me. So. Sorry, somebody will get it. <laughs> he was in Law and Order for years and years and years. Um, and he plays a drunk cop, and he's looking for his daughter who has been kidnapped, uh, and he is aided by his daughter's imaginary friend, uh, who is a blue flying unicorn. <laughs> wow. Um cartoon unicorn uh it's really good it's brutal really i've I've seen a couple of episodes but then i never went back to it and i've always meant to but never have it is leg breakingly heart rippingly gory and yeah brutal wow um, clear it's 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 written by uh, a little comic book writers and you can you can really see that in it yeah but um yeah i watched i think yeah we finished the first series so it's, it's only like six or eight episodes something like that Worth checking out? Yeah. Worth me going back to? Uh, I, I, I had a, I've really enjoyed it, yeah. I, I thought so. Good. I will definitely go back to it at some point then. Uh, and then uh, the only other thing is just, yeah, we've been uh, carrying on with Shit's Creek, which we just, just absolutely blazed through that now we've got into it. So Where are you now on it? Last series. Oh, really? You have blazed through it? You are only on season three last week. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I, about three or four in, I think. I love that last series. It's so good. It's... um. It's really well written. The, it's the, really well written. The all the character they're, they're just great. The character relationships and the the little in jokes after. Well, now you're this far in, it's just yeah, really yeah. good, nice to watch. It's really yeah. funny. There's no bad point. There's no bad side to it. There's no. There's never any no. like depressing stories in it or sad stories in it. It's just good all the way through. Yeah, it's yeah. very wholesome. Highly recommended. Me too. I couldn't recommend it more. I'm going to quickly run down the Netflix top 10 currently. We're not yeah, we've not done that for a few weeks. Let's, Should uh, we do let's that? have a look. Yeah. I just had a horrible thought that I wasn't recording then, but I am, so it's all good. <laughs> um, in at number 10, there's quite a few new things in here and stuff I've not really heard of, so it could be an interesting way to find out what's going on in a minute. Uh, number 10 is a show called Selling Sunset. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? No. Sounds like a reality thing. It is a reality thing. It's it's just started season two, by the looks of it. That's why it's gone, gone into the charts. It's about a state agency in LA selling luxurious lives to affluent buyers. Oh, great. So it's basically, <laughs> it looks like location, location, location in LA. Right. <laughs> but I think it's a little bit also like Made in Chelsea. The people were like, it appears to be, I obviously don't know, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but it appears to be like half... Acted, staged reality staged reality that's the word i was looking for so yeah that's in at number 10 at the minute 
Number nine is Sweet Magnolias. Ever heard of that? No, is it a sequel to Steel Magnolias? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's also a TV show. This is its first season, so it's brand new. Uh, lifelong friends Maddie, Helen and Dana Sue lift each other up as they juggle relationships, family and careers in this small southern town of Serenity. No. Uh, <laughs> not, not sure that's on my radar, to be honest. Uh, it's ten episodes, it's only just started, so never heard of it. Uh, Dead to Me's in at number eight. That's also just launched its season two. That's on my list as well. Season one of Dead to Me is really good. Yeah, I've we've done. I've, I've watched season two. It's have you? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fine. Oh, I think we've had this conversation mm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number seven is History One Hundred One. Sounds educational. It's one season again. Him for graphics and archival footage deliver bite-sized history lessons on scientific breakthroughs, social movements, and world-changing discoveries. Okay. There are only 20-minute episodes. First episode's on fast food. That could be quite interesting. Second what, episode's like, on sounds like, like pop-up facts type Yeah, thing. it looks like it, yeah. It could be worth checking out. It looks all right. Number six is Snowpiercer. We've already talked about that. Uh, number five is Dynasty. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that had been remade. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> it's the third season. Just yeah. come on. No, I had no idea either. They still have massive shoulder pads. Looks like it, the yeah. 80s? I don't know. I don't know. The Carringtons and the Colbys feud for control over their fortune and their children in this updated reboot of the classic primetime soap. No, it looks modern. Looking at some of these pictures, I think it's set in the modern day. I will not be checking that out. Uh, no. Number four is the first film on this list. Uh, it is Justice League. Okay, yeah. I saw that had been added. Quite in the in the news recently as well, isn't it? So... That's probably why people are watching it, because it's fucking yeah, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's been in the news, you've you sort of hinted it there, because um, HBO have launched their streaming service. Yeah. HBO Max. Yes. And uh, they have hinted that there will be a new cut of Justice League coming. Yeah, uh, by... Directed by Zack Snyder, because he never got to finish the movie. Yeah. And, uh, I, don't, I don't really get it, because everyone's been clamouring for this cut of this movie. Yeah. Everyone gave Schneider so much shit, like for Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but I don't get it either. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a three hour cut of a terrible movie by a mediocre director. It's, I just don't understand the, the and he, he obsession. Got so with it. He got a lot of crap for Watchman, Watchmen back yeah, in the day as well. Because it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't, I'm don't not understand. sure. I just don't get the clamor for it. But they, there you go. He still made most of that film. He's still responsible for being mo- for the most of that film being shit. So. <laughs> Even if it's an extra hour longer, it doesn't make it any less shit. I'm sure I'm going to catch some stick for that, but I'm not going to watch it. I, I'm not wasting any more time on it. I hated that film so much. Uh, number three is The Last Dance, holding its place up there. Yeah. That, that, well, the last last new episodes were over a week ago, so that's uh, people are obviously still uh, enjoying the adventures of uh, Michael Jordan and co. Yeah, I've not got to it yet. It'll probably be about a year before I do. The amount of stuff I've got backed <laughs> up is ridiculous. Uh, number two, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich, is a documentary series. As a cheerful subject matter. <laughs> four episodes, an hour each, fifty four hours of Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I'm not sure I need that in my life, to be no, honest. I don't think I'll be watching it. Stories from survivors fill this docuseries examining how convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein used his wealth and power to carry out his abuse. A lot of people obviously are watching it. It's number two in the charts. How, how much of it is uh, Prince Andrew in? So I can't say that. I'm not um, supposed to say that, am I? Zero. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Would you want to have a guess at what could be at number one? Uh, I think I might know. Okay. Um, from from 
browsing around. Is it White Lines? It is White Lines. Apparently, I've heard it's really, really good. So I've not seen that yet either. That's on my list as well. So this is a UK-made drama, isn't it? But set in uh, Ibiza. Correct. I believe. Zoe Walker leaves her quiet life behind to investigate her brother's disappearance in Ibiza, where she quickly heads down a decadent and dangerous path. Is it about drugs? Oh, I'm sure they will be involved. Hence the white lines. And, that uh, comes from. Well, it also says, yeah. yeah. It's the whole club scene, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I will get to that as well. It's another thing that would go on my list. My list is getting huge. I have this list, and then if I fancy something, it just jumps in and goes to the top. So then nothing ever. Like Upload. I saw the trailer yeah. for that. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that. And then it just jumped my whole list and went to the top. So it's just what happens. That's it. That's the top 10 from Netflix as of today, time of recording. Anything Excellent. else? Uh, not not news-wise or um, what I have watched-wise. <laughs> I do have a game for us to play before oh, we uh, get into our movie for the week. We haven't played a game for ages. No, not for, not for a little while. Uh, well, I say we can play it. I need to remember where I've uh, written, <laughs> written my notes down. And I'm not sure if you'll be pleased to hear this or not, but um, this is round two of a game we've played before. Oh, exciting. So, okay. so um, we are returning to the world of superheroes. Oh, oh! the last time we did that was really good. Was that where we met um, Stapled to a Dogman or whatever it was called? It's dog Welder. Dog yeah. Welder, that's him. So... We are going for round two of... Uh, su- I, I can't exactly remember what I called it. I think I called it Superhero or Super Zero. Yeah, I think you did. That sounds right. But let's go with that. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to play? Yes. So I've just got to guess whether it's a superhero, a real superhero, or a Super Zero is not real. Correct. Cool. Correct. Uh, so yeah, here we go. Superhero or Super Zero. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. What's your, what's your name, sir? My name's Adam. <laughs> right. Good. to the bottom of the stream. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you five superheroes. Cool. And you just tell me, are we real or not? Cool. Got it. So let's start with Dr. Slippery. <laughs> so Dr. Slippery can slide around on a self-generated trail of slime and Ugh. can flick his like bodily fluid at people. Ugh. He sounds horrible. Uh, no. Super Zero. Correct, I made him yes. up. <laughs> I'll just have to try and get in your mind for these games. If I can get in there, <laughs> if I bury myself in there somewhere, I'm all right. Good start, good start. I feel like you've um, seen a slug earlier today, and that's what I'll give you that. I don't like slugs. I don't like slugs. Wait, is, is this weird then? Because I'm, I'm absolutely fine with snails. But don't like, you be... Really? I think, yeah, well, I'm quite, I quite happily move a snail around, pick it up. Yeah, you can pick around. a snail up by the hard bit though, can't you? Yeah, that's true. Ugh, slugs, no. Especially no. when they're like... Weird colours. Like, you, you know when they've got, like, an orange tinge? Yeah, they sometimes have greeny skin as well, don't they? Yeah. I went through no. a stage of finding them in my lounge. It was grim. <laughs> so like, I, get out That happened in an old house that, that we had, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Just get in. Ugh, no, horrible. Is a slug um, just a homeless snail? That's a great question. Are they exactly the same, except a snail has a shell? Yeah, we need, uh, we need Bill Oddie or someone to tell us the answer. <laughs> we need a slug expert. If there's any slug experts out there, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've digressed um, how many have we done one one <laughs> right okay. I got it right uh, okay so number two is Leather Boy Leather Boy yeah sounds like my weekends uh, yeah <laughs> so uh, Leather Boy has no superpowers he just <laughs> accidentally joined the Avengers one week 
yeah, that's got to be real. It is Super, real. Superhero. Is that so, true? He just accidentally joined in Avengers? Yeah, so he, he answered a uh, a personal ad, as they're called in the States. Uh, he thought he was replying to an S&M ad, and he accidentally joined the Avengers. Brilliant. Imagine if just, that happens in the films. I'd love yeah. that. <laughs> so he's just got the proper full-on village people look. So just leather... Yeah, I can imagine. Chaps. <laughs> he's a leather chap. Yeah. That should have been his name. Leather, Not leather boy, leather chap. <laughs> Very good. Um... Two for two. <laughs> two. Two nil. Well, you're doing well. Uh, okay, so the third one is Danny the Street. Danny the Street. Uh, uh, this is a magic teleporting street. What? It's a magic <laughs> teleporting street. Am I not speaking English? <laughs> no, the words are English. So it's the whole street? Yeah. Yeah, you've not made that up. Superhero. Correct. The, you're not you're not weird enough to make that up. <laughs> Sorry if that's an insult. I apologise. Uh, Danny the street is a DC superhero. Um, of course it is. And <laughs> it, it's just a street that can pop around the world. Why? And, uh, you can use it to ward <laughs> walk sound. <laughs> and like it can change the sort of shops that are on the street. I suppose it's handy if you're like stuck in quicksand or something. Yeah, maybe. Or need to get through a jungle quickly or something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Danny the Street. I like it. I'm going to try and find a picture. I'll put it out on Instagram. Okay. Three for well, three. I'm, I'm getting won, nervous at this let's, point. Let's, let's no, play I'm not, for pride. Cause, yeah, but I've never got five. So that's what I always compete for myself to try and yeah, get five. Tr- try and get the full house. Um, the next one is the Red Bee. The Red Bee? Yeah. So... The Red Bee also has no superpowers, <laughs> but is basically just a really cool beekeeper and controls a swarm of bees to help him fight crime. Wow. Um... His favourite bee is called Michael, and Michael lives inside <laughs> the Red Bee's belt buckle, and that's like his best little mate who he talks to. And <laughs> Oh, no, does, I don't have does, a clue now. Does superhero plans with... Little little Mikey B. Super Zero. Incorrect. Ah, is... <laughs> damn it. He is a superhero. It's got to be DZ. I've not actually written down which one he's from. Uh, I, th- I think he might be. Oh. Yeah, it is, because I, at the start I was reading about him and I thought, oh, this is just their version of Ant-Man. But it's not, because he's got <laughs> no superpowers. So it's, that, is, <laughs> it's like that is weird. Worse. Is the, the thing about being called Michael real? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his favourite bee is called Michael and he lives in his belt buckle. <laughs> Michael the bee, I like that. <laughs> oh, I should have known you weren't... Oh, I should have known that was real. I'm disappointed so the, in myself. The last one is Giraffe Woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. She, she is a super heroine who can grow to the size of a giraffe. And... She uses her supersized tongue as a weapon. <laughs> so she'll like whip you upside the head with a giraffe tongue. And she can also use it for uh, things like picking locks, breaking into places. Giraffe woman. <laughs> no, super zero. Ah, correct. Yes. Five out of five again. I'm going to do it one week. Super... Oh, wow. So you made that up? Yeah. What's wrong with you? 
thought it was quite a good one. <laughs> it's quite a good one. I think, I think I, you could run with that. Yeah, let's do it. We'll get what was the slug one? We'll get him and Giraffe oh, Dr. Woman. Dr. Slippery. Dr. Slippery and Giraffe Woman. We'll make the a comic book out of them. Dr. Slippery and Giraffe Woman. Which one's the bad guy? Or well, they're both good guys? Uh, I'm not sure. Giraffe Woman seems like she'd have to be a good guy. Yeah, I'm not sure Dr. Slippery is appropriate for kids, but uh, reading them back. <laughs> Doctor's always a bad guy in the comic books. Yeah, that's true. So she, he can be the arch nemesis of Giraffe Woman. Yeah. Yeah, giraffes and slippery guys. Well right. known for hating each other. If only we knew a good comic book writer, or a designer. <laughs> hint, hint. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Just put that, put that idea out there, see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. <laughs> good, well done. Thank uh, you. Four, four, four one. Five. I, I, I win more than I lose, but I've never got five. and I'm, I really do want to do it one week. It's gonna, it's, we're going to have a party have, when I do. It's good to have something to aim for, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I suppose when I get five, that would have to be the end of it. Yeah, no more games. No more games. I mean, nobody wants that. Everybody loves the games. All right, should we talk about this film? Let's do it. Okay, this week we watched a film called Fast Colour. It's from 2018. It is a PG-13 because it is not rated in the UK. Um, It is one hour and 40 minutes long and currently rated at 6.0 on IMDb. Another sixer. We have loads of sixes this season. Yeah, they we've had quite a few that are in this this range. Yeah, just um, lately. I don't know why. Yeah. It hasn't been planned to be that way. Maybe that's why we're having a mediocre season, because all the films are just six. <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah, level. but that, that's that's quite high relative. Yeah, it is, yeah. Isn't Compa- it? Compared to what we used to do. Definitely. As a as a relative score on IMDB, the six is pretty good. Yeah, definitely. We were having completely differing results with them as well. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, but I'd quite like to do something lower. Yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> uh, I'm quite intrigued. I'm not sure where you're going to go with this. I'm quite intrigued to see what you think. So, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this chat. Yeah, me too. Um, stars a lady called. I'm going to completely butcher this name. Uh, Gugu Mbafa Raw. Yep. I'm going with that. Yeah, I think that's good. She plays Ruth. Um, she's been in quite a lot of stuff that you'll know. Um, she's in the Cloverfield Paradox. Yep. Have you seen that? Uh, I have, yeah. I love that film. I love all three of those Cloverfield films. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, she's in one episode of Black Mirror, uh, which is apt because we've talked about Black Mirror quite a lot just lately, especially last week. She's a voice in the Dark Crystal TV show that's on Netflix. I've still not seen that. Uh, more recently, she's been, she was in Motherless Brooklyn, which came out towards the end of last year, I think. It was Ed Norton's directorial debut. Yeah. And she's going to be in the Loki TV show. Oh, right. For okay. Disney+. Plus. So she's going to. She, uh, IMDb hasn't got a character name yet, so I don't know who she's going to be in it. But that's coming next year. It was supposed to be coming this year, I think. But I think all that sort of stuff's been postponed. Uh, yeah. So she's been in quite a few things. Also stars. I've written his name. I've not written his bloody name down. A guy called Christopher Denham. Heard of him? Um. Who was he in this? He was Bill. I thought you were going to say Bill. I I did kind of recognise him, but no, the name doesn't ring a bell. He was in Shutter Island. Does it ring a bell? Did you? Did you <laughs> Did you watch Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, yeah, I did. It's yeah. one of the best books I've ever read and one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I, it's not a great film. No, uh, I'd really yeah, the, like the it. The book is a much better experience. A much, much better. Uh, more recently, though, he's been in Billions. Do you know that TV show? Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. He's in that. And f- quite a few other bits and bobs on TV. That, that sort of thing. That, that sort of thing, that Billions kind of genre 
seems to go for. The other other person who um, stuck out in the cast of this movie for me was uh, Lorraine Toussaint. She was my next one. So yeah, go for it. Uh, so she plays Bo in this. She does. Uh, I re- recognised her from another Netflix favourite, Orange is the New Black. Correct. She played Yvonne or Von. Uh, she was like the main bad guy in, I think it was series two? Season two. Series yeah. Three. She was the worst character in the worst season of Orange is the yeah. New Black. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't like it. I love Orange is the New Black. It's a great show, but season two is its downfall. It is awful. And after that, it ramps right up again. But season two is terrible. And it was this lady's fault. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. She just died quite well in the end of season yeah. two. Yeah. Orange is the new black spoiler there. Uh, written and directed by a lady called Julia Hart, who has not really got any credits worth mentioning, to be honest. <laughs> so I'm not going <laughs> to. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's not, she's not really done a lot, of, a lot before that's worth mentioning. Uh, do you have a one-word review of Fast Colour? Weather. Weather. It's all about the weather, this one. Yeah, blame it on the weather, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll give you a factoid. Um, Go for so it. So we, Amazon Prime's getting mentioned quite a bit. Yeah, uh, what, what's going on? Yeah, so this is now under development as a TV series. Oh, really? With Am- with Amazon. Uh, That's interesting. With with the the director Julia Hart, um, at least writing the uh, the start of this this show. So uh, yeah, we'll see if that. Uh, it's, it's in development, no cast or anything announced. But uh, I wonder how yeah. they're going to do it. I wonder if it'll be like we'll a, see. a sequel or a retelling of the same story. Yeah, that would be interesting. Is is this going to be the origin tale? Um, possibly. Possibly. Uh, we'll get into that, I'm sure. As or we maybe, talk they, about it. maybe they remake the film as season one and then go from there. Because there's plenty of places you could go with these characters. Sure. And I, and I can see this set up making a, a, a decent episodic. Yeah, completely. Show there's enough material there to explore. Yep, certainly, definitely. Um, so where does the film start? Uh, we've got uh, a voiceover. Yes, a nice VO to start with. Yeah, um, and then we meet Ruth. Yeah, so basically she's running running through the desert. <laughs> she is. Yeah, basically the voiceover, the voiceover is, is asking where is Ruth. Yeah, is it, <laughs> basically is it Bo doing the voiceover? It is. Yeah, yeah. so she's reading. Well, I've, I think she's reading from her book. Yeah, we we see we, later on. Yeah, so we, she's reading one of her diary entries, basically. Yeah. Basically, what the main points that you know from this that she starts off with saying the world's going to die, um, and then she also mentions that it's eight years since it last rained in yes. the world. So they're in Midwest uh, America. Yeah. Time frame wise, it doesn't really specify, does it? No. Mod- uh, modern. I, I've just kind of gone with it's present day. It's kind of an alternate present. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's there's been no no rain for eight years, hence the price of water is through the roof. Yeah, water's like gold, gold dust. The the whole planet everywhere's just dead. The world there's no all the grass and the trees and everything is dead. So basically, these people are just trying to survive with the little amount of water that they've got. I guess that she's set up. Sure. Yeah. And like you say, we we meet Ruth as she's running through this building. Where was she going? She was just escaping from somebody, wasn't she? Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she was. Um, Where was she going? There was sort of, <laughs> there was sort of sirens going past, yeah. wasn't she? And and she sort of emerged from a warehouse type. Yeah, it was like an old in, rundown in warehouse. Type. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cut straight from that into the title card, and when we come out of the title card, she's found a, a way to a motel. She's escaped from whoever was chasing her, and she goes to this like rundown old motel. Yeah, uh, where she checks in for one night. And she gets, she buys 
a half gallon of water, I guess. Sure. To because when she gets to the room, we find that her hands are tied up in rope. It's like twenty six dollars or something. Yeah, it was, for the half bottle of yeah, water. One of these like water cooler bottles, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, her hands are all tied up when she gets to the room. So she manages to cut the ropes off and cleans herself up with the water. She took quite a lot of the water away, I thought. Yeah, she wasn't um, <laughs> Considering it's too like, efficient with the amount... Because she does this a couple of times in the movie. Yeah. She she was not efficient with the amount of water she was using. Obviously, the ropes... Considering did, how expensive it yeah, was. Yeah, the ropes have caused her wrists to bleed and chafe, and that's why she was cleaning up. And then she gets this map, doesn't she? Because she's trying to find her way somewhere, we find out at this point. And she's got this map, and she's kind of perusing it to find the best route, I guess. Yeah, I think I think she's... She's trying to work out where she is. Yeah. Because so, she's obviously just escaped from some sort of captivity. Yeah. Uh, and, and she's clearly got it in her mind to head somewhere yeah. in particular. But while she's checking this map, the she starts shaking, convulsing yeah. uncontrollably. And she can obviously feel something coming on because she grabs the telephone and she rings the receptionist. Because when we met the receptionist, she was there with her young daughter. She was, yeah. So she warns the receptionist to take cover and to take her daughter and hide. Because something's obviously something's about to happen, and then she really starts convulsing, and the whole room starts shaking. It turns out the whole earth starts shaking from whatever's going on. Yeah, so she she has a full on seizure. Yeah, basically, um, and it causes an earthquake. Yeah, or an, earth, an earthquake happens alongside her <laughs> having a seizure. Yeah, the cops all show up and check the room, and because obviously they know something's gone on, uh, but they find the room abandoned because she's cleared off through the bathroom window. She's obviously quite scared of whoever's chasing her. Yeah. Um, she manages to steal a car a bit further down the street. And she heads to this like coffee shop, coffee diner kind of. Yeah, yeah it's a roadside diner. Roadside diner, yeah. And this is where she meets Bill. Yeah, Bill buys her a coffee. He does, yeah. He seems like a nice yeah. guy. He sort of gives her this. You kind of know straight away he's, he's feeding her a line, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Saying that he's a, he's a salesman. You know, he spent a lot of time on the road. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he buys buys her a coffee because yeah. all, all Ruth has managed to afford is one egg. <laughs> yeah, on a plate. Yeah, not, not the nicest breakfast you can imagine, is it? Um, she Bill leaves. She goes to leave as well after a short amount of time. But when she goes outside, there's a cop there checking out the car that she's borrowed or stolen. Yeah, borrowed. <laughs> she had any intention of giving it back. You always see the best in people. <laughs> I do, don't I? I'm such a nice guy. Um, so Bill saves her from that as well because he kind of shouts over, uh, honey, I'm over here. And she gets in the car with him as if they knew each other. He explains that he's got this boring life, his boring wife. He wants to do something good and humane in the world, I guess. And he figured that saving her was probably the thing that can yeah. help his life get some meaning. But then the conversation takes a bit of a turn, doesn't it? Yeah, and and, and I thought it was a good reveal. Actually. Yeah, I agree. I did as well. He he slowly, slowly, didn't he, start sort of revealing, actually, I'm a scientist. Yeah. You know, I know who you are, Ruth. Yeah. And it was delivered quite creepily. Yeah. And suspensefully. Definitely. When he just said her name and she, her eyes just bulged out. Yeah. Because she'd fallen for this. She's quite protective, obviously, and she's fallen for this trap, which she doesn't do. Um, he reveals he works for the government and that he wants to do some tests to find out. Because he mentions about this earthquake in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And he wants to... Uh, do some tests to find out what happened. He says he wants to help her stop hurting people. And then she shoots him in the hand. Yeah. Which I imagine yeah, hurts, so they, they hurts pull quite over, a lot. don't they? 
Yeah. They have a they have a bit of a struggle. She does she has she got the gun or does she, she take it off him? She gets the she as she grabs the gun off him, it goes off in his hand, I think. Yeah. And it sort of shoots shoots a hole in his palm. Yeah. <laughs> and No little baby runs. chicks came out of it. No, no, good. not this week. Um <laughs> And she runs, runs into yeah, the desert. Yeah, she manages to get out the car window, which is shattered, and escapes off into the desert. And she heads to this shop, like a gas station, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And she buys some water, cleans herself up in the bathroom again. Cut to the, some cops, and they find Bill's car, which yep. is now abandoned on the side of the road where it had been parked. He's not there either. Cut back to the shop, and Bill walks into the shop. So this some time has passed. I think Ruth has already gone at this point. Um, yeah, but he's, he's he's in her footsteps. Yeah, he's not far behind her. Um, he asks the shop assistant if he's seen her. He's bleeding all over the floor. Yeah, his face is cut up, his blood pouring out of his hand, obviously. So we go back to Ruth, she's in a bar now. Um, and she's after some food, but she hasn't got any money. So she offers to clean up, like work in the kitchens or work behind the bar. Yeah. And and she does. The The lady accepts that. And the bar lady gives her some food and some water. She she looks out a bit, doesn't she, Ruth? Because she says to the lady, are, "Are you on your own?" You know, yeah. and it's it's a busy bar, isn't it? Yeah, sort of the only bar in town, sort of thing. Yeah, so she she gladly accepts the offer. Yeah, she of stays for the rest of the evening, and and she's the last one in there cleaning up at the end of the night. Um, the lady comes out with a rucksack and gives us some food and some water in this bag, and she points her in the direction of an abandoned hotel. Yeah, so it's like so it's it's she's the the lady behind the bar says to Ruth. You can stay there. Just you know, the owners have left it. Yeah. Make sure you find a room with a door. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you find one with a door. So she does. She stays there for the night. That's uh, pretty uneventful. Uh, we rejoin her the next morning, and she's outside this house. Yeah. So this house has been in a couple of sort of visions she's had. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just a farmhouse in. Yeah. R- in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, rural America somewhere. <laughs> um, we head inside. She stays outside, and we meet. This is where we meet Bo and Lila. Yeah. Who are a, I don't want to say older lady, but a middle-aged lady. Yeah, sure. And a young, you can say that. And a young child. Yeah. And they're clearly rationing their water. Uh, Lila wanted a bath, which d- seems a bit uh, obsessive. <laughs> um, she's managed to fix... I thought it was well done, though, because yeah. it was kind of like, you got you got the feeling straight away that this is like a, an ongoing joke. So, like, every day she's asking... Can I have a bath? Yeah, and you know, and and this is that. Obviously, she can't. It's, yeah, th- that's the joke that they're having. And um, I thought at this point, I was sitting there thinking, this film's actually it looks really good. It's quite a well-made film. Do you know what I mean? There's like the way it's been shot is really nice. How everything looks dead. It felt like a proper film, and I know we say that a lot, but I know what you mean, and. You can see a budget in this film, I think, is what I'm sure, trying to say. Sure, it, it's. I think we've said this a couple of times before. The care came through the screen for me. It did anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. It, that it wasn't something that was just sloppily thrown together. No. Like like we've seen almost half finished stuff. Yeah. Uh, a lot of other, some, <laughs> some lot weeks. Of stuff, yeah. It, um, yeah, it's a good script told by good actors by a good director. I think that's how I'd describe it so far. And, and this this is not. A fast-moving, no, not at all. Movie, which is ironic considering <laughs> the uh, the name of it. <laughs> but that's not a criticism, no, because it felt like it was th- telling a proper story, didn't it? Yeah, it is quite languid at times, but that's fine. It works with it. Yeah, and 
the the interplay between these these three characters uh, when they meet up is really good. Yeah, the chemistry is uh, awesome between the three. Yeah, I was really intrigued at this this stage to see where this was going. Yeah, me too. It comes out in the conversation that Lila's managed to fix her record player. Um, yeah, she so quite she's quite handy. This little girl. She's she's a bit of a mechanic savant, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she seems to just know she's, how things she's, work. She's sort of tinkering around with a with a truck, isn't she? And yeah. stuff like that. Um, she heads off to bed and Bo heads outside. She puts the record player on. Now she now she's got it working. And she heads outside for a smoke. And this is the first point where we see superpowers used, I guess, in this. Sure. Um she's she has this cigarette and all of a sudden it kind of just particleizes. <laughs> yeah, it disintegrates. It just, it, it? Yeah, but it doesn't like just fall away. It kind of floats yeah. out in space in in front of her. It's like it turns into ash, but the whole thing. Yeah. It's not just the end of the cigarette. So it's like, and it's almost a Star Trek thing, isn't it? Where where they like beam up. Yeah. You know, they, they this the cigarette just dematerializes. That's a good word. Dematerializes. And, and sort of lands in a, a pile of dust yeah, but, on the... Yeah. Yeah. But before it does that, it kind of floats in the air in front of her and like dances sure, around sure. a little bit. And Ruth suddenly says, oh, you shouldn't smoke, which makes her bow jump out of her skin. Because she's not expecting anybody to be there, and as she says it, the cigarette like regenerates yeah. and heads back up into her mouth. It was really nice. It, it felt really well made that bit. Yeah, uh, um, effects. The special effects are used sparingly in this Very movie, sparingly, but, but but they're really good. Yes, I'd agree with and, that. And they're very impactful when they are used. Yeah, yeah. It just it just looked really good. It was like a nice little. She calls it later on. She calls it a parlor trick, doesn't she? And that's what it was. Yeah. But it was. It just looked good. Um, turns out the bow is Ruth's mum. We find that out at this point. Um, Ruth, as obviously they've obviously departed in some sort of negative way. Yeah. The, you can tell straight away that Bo's not entirely happy with seeing her. She says, "You cannot cause Lila any pain, any further pain." And Ruth explains that she's eleven months sober now, but. Being sober has brought the seizures back. And, That's right. And then she says, if she leaves, that she just won't survive. They will catch her, or, or the seizures will finish her off. Yeah, uh, and and you could you could feel, you could really feel the tension. Yeah. Between the two of them, uh, and and obviously that this is a broken relationship. Yeah, completely. Um, they, they both I played just, it really well. Yeah, it was very really well acted. I thought. Yeah. And then uh, Ruth asks how Lila is. Yeah. And, and Bo says, she's healthy, she's smart, she's nothing like you. Yeah. I was like, that's a sick burn. Sick burn. <laughs> Maybe we need to make that into a feature. Every week we seem to be coming across a sick burn. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ruth says she wants to try again after that conversation, and Bo puts her up in the barn, which already seems to be converted into a bedroom anyway. Yeah, I did think that. <laughs> it had a bed and a full like bedroom set up in there. It's just like, like so in one of the stables for the yeah. horses, there's a bed and a lamp and a, all sorts. Assume that Bo had always expected her to come back at some point. Yeah, I guess so. But she doesn't want her in the house with Lila. And that's the point where, where Bo says that Lila does have powers. But Yeah, she says they're more like mine than yours. Yeah, she says they're more like my pile of tricks than your, than your trick, than your powers, or something like that. <laughs> uh, Bo heads off to bed at that point, and they are woken up in the night by... An earthquake, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Again. Obviously, Bo heads straight outside because she knows that it's going to be Ruth that scores it. And this is where she introduces Lila to Ruth. And this is where we find out that Ruth is Lila's mum. 
She is indeed. So we've got three generations of female members of this family. We cut back to Bill now, and he's still on her trail. He's managed to get hold of her stuff that she'd left in this hotel room. So he's kind of flicking through that, isn't he? Looking at the maps and things like that. Yeah, and he's, he's met a guy. Yeah. So there's now two of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where uh, he came from. No, I, I didn't really get that. It's, it's a really minor criticism. But suddenly he's, he's with a guy, and then it's just a faceless guy. And I was like, oh, this is this going to be like the badass that they have to fight later? And it's just a dude. Just, and yeah. later on, there's a few more dudes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the team just, just keeps getting bigger, doesn't it, without any yeah. explanation? I would, I, if I had one criticism of it, I would say that Bill's character wasn't rounded enough. You never really found out who he was or what he was doing. You knew he was a scientist and he was working for the government. Yeah, and he gets like one scene later on, doesn't he, where he's, he it tries to put a bit of meat on his on his bones, and he's saying to his boss, "Oh, you know, give me give me a bit more time. I can talk her in. We don't need to go in all guns blazing that yeah. sort of thing." But but he is he's a bit one dimensional. Sort of, he's like a caricature out of you know pick any evil government agent from yeah. like ET or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing to his character considering how well written. The, the three females are um yeah there's nothing to him as a as a uh as a villain yeah I mean, it's not a major criticism because you get a lot, a lot in films where villains are not as rounded as they maybe should be it just it stuck out a little bit like you say because the, the female characters are so well written yeah um very the next morning lila's out fixing the truck and Bo calls her in for breakfast and ruth's there as well they he, she reluctantly serves ruth some breakfast you can tell that this relationship is not solid between these two in the slightest no um this is where we get a bit more explanation of what the powers are and what they can do or at least what Bo and lila can do um they explain that they can only fix uh, fix things that have been taken apart but if it's broken it stays broken so basically they can dematerialize things and then rematerialize them sure. but they can't fix something that's already broken correct and at that point, I was thinking, well, that's a really shit superpower. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can particleize something, and then I can put it back, but that's it. But then, when they actually use it later on, you actually feel like, oh, yeah, you can see the potential of what that power could achieve, and what it could sure. do. So, um, they're sitting at the breakfast table, and, and Lila shows uh, Ruth what she can do. So, she, she performs this trick. With a bowl, doesn't she? Yeah. So she dematerializes it and reforms it. Yeah. Lila asks Bo. Uh, Lila asks Ruth at this point if she can, if she still has her powers. Yeah. And Ruth explains that since the seizure started, her abilities have kind of gone away a little bit. She says she's never been able to control them. Yeah. Um, Ever. Yeah. It's almost like too much power, and yeah. the seizure, the seizures that take over, and so she's never really had the ability to do what Lila can do, at least. That's a really nice scene as well when the, the particles for the bowl are just dancing around. So so she does this trick and um, Lila asks Ruth, well, can you see the colours? Yeah. And Ruth says, no, I've, I've, you know, Bo's told me about them. I've never been able to see them. And and Lila sort of describes them as an almost like an echo. So after you've used your power, you can see all these uh, vivid paint splash almost like of, of colours, can't you? Like yeah. an, I, I guess like an aura type thing. And and as the other two are talking, Lila's sort of gazing off, looking at something that we can't see. Yeah. Uh, which I quite like that as well, actually. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was it was a really good way of explaining it and what it what it was that they were doing. Yeah. Um, cut back to 
well, we're with a cop now. This is Ellis. This guy, this cop's called. He's like the main cop now for the rest of the film. Um, yeah, he's a, he's the town sheriff. Yeah, he's on the case of Bill's car. He's managed, he's found it on the side of the road, and he's trying to like track down or follow the trail, shall we say? Yeah. Cut back to Bo and Roof, and Bo's almost trying to train Roof again. Yeah, so, so the, we're in. We're straight in now with some Luke Skywalker and Yoda shit. <laughs> Yeah, Basically, very much so. It's, it's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So she's trying to she's trying to levitate a bucket or something. Yeah. It was something yeah. like that, out in the backyard anyway. So, so it's Bo trying to teach Ruth how to control whatever powers it is that she's got. Yeah. Um, cut from there to Bo reading a passage from a book. It turns out this book is like a almost like a diary that's been passed... It's a hand-me-down, isn't it? Yeah, it's been passed down through generations of this family. All the females in this family have this power. And they've kind of written this book as they've gone. So the, all these generations of women have written. And she's reading a, a segment from her great-grandma's entry. That's right, yeah. And which is where we find out that all the women in the family can do it. And then suddenly a window breaks on its own. Like we've yeah, they're doing, this is where they're doing a bit more of the Jedi Yeah, they stuff. go back out, yeah. And it's not clear on who's who's smashed it. Yeah. But yeah, all this mind bullets and stuff. <laughs> This causes one of the windows to blow yeah, out in the farmhouse. Upstairs windows, also. It's not even like close yeah. to where they were doing the Jedi bullshit. Lila, Lila and Ruth go up to investigate to see what's going on to clean up a little bit as well. And while they're doing that, Lila asks if there are any of others. asks if there are any others with their powers, and Ruth yeah. says that she doesn't think so. But she was told a story when she was younger of like an imaginary person that Bo had made up to make her yeah, feel so better. The- yeah, so she'd been told this story about a woman in Europe yeah. who was the st- stronger than any of them. Yeah. But then she said, no, there's, you know, it's just us, it's, it's just our family. Yeah, it's, it was made up, it wasn't real. It's everything that's in that book, that's the only thing that's real, yeah. you know. Um, Ruth says to Lila, try and fix the window. And Lila's like, well, that's not going to work, I can't, the power doesn't work like that. And Ruth says, well, there's no, not really any harm in trying. And it, yeah, she basically, she's, her role is very much to challenge She's pushing the boundaries the, the, of these powers all the time. And, yeah, the conceptions of 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 what they can do because Ruth can't control it, uh, but she's obviously very powerful in some way. Yeah, uh, and and she's sort of it's a bit bit of voice of the audience stuff, I suppose. She's she's not spent that time with Bo having this drummed into her, so she's like, well, let's let's just try it. How do you, how do we know what we can't do? Yeah, um, and, I, I, and that was really interesting as well. Agreed, and it very nearly works. Lila gets the panel almost back together, but then it just crumbles and smashes in front of their eyes. Um, come back to the cop Ellis. He's now with the gas state in the gas station. Um, he's basically just following the trail that Bill and Ruth did earlier on, isn't he? He's gonna, sure. you know, he's gonna get to the farmhouse eventually. Bo has a bit of a go at Ruth about the window. She gets, she kind of gets the blame for it a little bit, doesn't she? Yeah. And and they decide that her and Lila need to go off and get some supplies. Because they're going to need extra water if there's a third mouth in the house. Yeah, and Lila's been Lila badgering wants... her to get some more parts to fix yeah, his want, truck. Yeah, she wants some car parts. The cop then, he the sheriff heads to the bar where Lila did the night's work. And he's asking some questions in there as well. So he's, he's getting closer all the time. But that's all they're telling us at this point. We know he's going to turn up at some point. While they're in the store, Bo and Lila, Lila walks straight into Bill. Yeah, literally, literally, literally bumps, bumps into, into like Walks around the corner and he just she walks straight into him. Obviously, Lila has a very strong resemblance to Ruth, and that yeah. that gets Bill's. It kind of pricks his ears up a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Lila is when we get back. Ruth's now obviously in the house on her own, and she's sitting on the she's sitting on the roof. 
Yeah, just just one bit to just to oh, add sorry. before that. So whilst whilst the other two are out getting supplies, um, the phone rings in the farmhouse. Yeah, and uh, Ruth doesn't pick it up, and it goes to answer phone, and no one leaves a message. So this is is just adding to. Hang on, the net's closing in here. Yeah, uh, they're not as safe as maybe they think they are. Yeah, yeah, and when we get back to Ruth, she's sitting on the roof of the farmhouse, and she's Ruth on the roof. <laughs> I hadn't put I hadn't put that together. Well done. Um, and she's trying to do what Lila did earlier. She's got she got the same bowl, hasn't she? Yes. And she's trying to make it levitate. And she's concentrating, but it doesn't work. But behind it, you see this like cloud form in the sky. Yeah. And she doesn't notice it. She doesn't even know it's there. And then it suddenly breaks open and it rains a little bit. Yeah. And just falls onto the ground in the farmhouse garden. But she doesn't spot it. She has no idea that she's done it. Yeah, I, I thought it was really well done. Really well I, done. At this I really point, I was like. like I'm really interested to see how this yeah, pulls together. Agreed. Now. I'm, I was all in at this point. This this film this film never felt like it was too long and it never felt boring. It no. was like it was an interesting story all the way through. I thought uh, Lila and Lila, <laughs> Lila and Stitch, Lila and <laughs> Lila and Bo come back and Lila has got some like particle dust in her pockets, which she spreads out on her bedroom floor and then they reform into tools. That she needed for the truck, so she's I she's she's a little thief. She's stolen them basically. She's particleized them in the shop and reformed them when she's got home. Cunning. Sorry. Cunning. Oh, <laughs> just shouted a word. <laughs> <laughs> Lila goes out to try and fix the truck again, and she tells Ruth that she's fixing it because she she wants to leave. Uh, she 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 thinks that she's like a superhero. And she wants to go off and use her powers for good. She's convinced she wants to look for others as well. Yeah, she's out there trying to make sense of it all. I guess she's only young. She's what, 12, 13? If yeah, that. well, if that, I'd say more 10, 10, 10 11. 11. Yeah, I'll take your expert opinion on that. Okay, <laughs> um, Ruth says that, we're, look, we're not superheroes. We're just trying to get by. We're living with this. There's nothing else out there. Just don't get your hopes up too high. Um, she tells they have a bit of a, a nostalgia moment, don't they, about... Ruth hands down some of her old records and she does, yeah, and things that she used to do. Got a pretty good uh, taste in music. (laughs) Things that she used to do when she was a kid. And this is when Ellis, the sheriff, turns up. He turns up to talk to Bo. That he kind of they they have this like signal, don't they, between the two of them? Yeah. And Bo sees it. Uh, Who set it off, Ellis? No, no. So the signal was him ringing the. That's why I mentioned the phone call. Signal. So yeah, okay. So he he left. the the voiceless answer phone message. So Bo goes and plays it, and she counts along with it. Yeah. Uh, and she then meets him later that night and says, "Well, what what do you need to see me for? Why? You haven't used we haven't used our signal in years and years." Yeah, because they meet at like the high school bleachers, don't they? So yeah, you can tell when they used to use it. She tells him that Ruth's back, and he he said he had a feeling that she was because things were changing. And he tells her about the abandoned car on the side of the road, which freaks Bo out completely because. She didn't want Lila in any danger, and if Ruth's being chased sure. by somebody, then Lila's obviously in danger. And she asks Ruth to leave. Well, she tells Ruth to leave, basically, doesn't she? Yeah, she said, "How dare you bring Dan- bring danger, danger to, our, to house. our house?" Yeah, Ruth's like, "No, I'm not going." She flatly refuses to leave. This is the point then when we meet Bill and his boss. Well, we've met Bill before. We meet Bill's boss because this is the scene you mentioned earlier, where he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." reporting to his boss that he needs a bit more time. The boss wants to go in all guns blazing and take her sure. take her out. But he says he needs more time to study her. 
Yeah, he says, we, f- we found a girl in a supermarket. She looks just like her. Yeah. We're really close. Yeah. and But his boss says they are getting impatient. So there's obviously a higher up as, again that are after this girl. And Bill says, look, this girl is all powerful. She can move the tectonic plates on the earth. This is the power that she needs, needs studying. Sure. This is, it, it's, a, it's all very strange things at this point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Get get back to the lab and uh, yeah, he needs see to what study. makes a tick. He's desperate to study her and how she has the amount of power that she has. We find out at this point then that Ellis, who is the sheriff, is Ruth's dad. Yeah, because he, he rolls up to the farmhouse. Yeah, he eventually now gets um, to the farmhouse. And Ruth knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's revealed to Lila. Yeah, Lila She's didn't suddenly know. had a lot to deal with in the last <laughs> couple of days. She's got a new mum and a new granddad. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and the sheriff says, look, the... Basically says the bad guys are in town. Yeah. Um. They they sooner or later they're gonna rock up here. You, it's just yeah, a matter of you time. You need to get out of here. It's basically what he says. She does, but does she at this point? No. Lila gets the truck going, doesn't she first? Yeah. And Bo manages to find the tools. This all happens at the same sort of time. Bo finds the tools that she'd used. Yeah. So she busts her about. She, yeah. She uh, sends her off to her house, and that's when Ellis shows up. Ruth kind of admits at this point to Lila that she was a drug addict, and that she yeah she's she's, she's trying to explain why someone, she's a, why she abandoned her, isn't she? Yeah, so Lila wants to go with her, and Ruth's like, Look, "I'm I'm a drug addict. I don't know who your father is because I was so strung out." Yeah, this man, this man's your granddad. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing out there. She says, "It's a horrible world out there." Yeah, um, you you're safe here. Stay here. Uh, and she uh, yeah she takes the truck and. Legs it. She's gone. She's gone. Yeah, she leaves them all there to their own devices. Um, she doesn't get very far down the road, though, before the truck runs out of gas. Rookie error. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, so you see her kind of walking along this like dirt track with a jerry can to go and get some fuel. Uh, but that's kind of interspersed, so interspersed with flashbacks at the same time. Yeah. So she's kind of in a room with baby Lila, isn't she? Yeah, it's, it's a hovel, basically, isn't it? Yeah. And... She's yeah, she's she's sort of playing with baby Lila on on a bed. On a bed, yeah, they're both lying on a bed. Um, as she's filling up the jerry can, her hand starts to shake again. Yeah. So she knows that one of these seizures is coming on. So she runs off into the desert. She leaves the petrol flowing and everything. And but in the flashback, roof is also shaking. So there's a seizure about to happen there as well. I thought that was nice how they mirrored that. Yeah, it was. Um, and suddenly that room where flashback roof is is filled with water. Yeah, so it's like up to the level of the bed. Yeah, and Lila's gone. She's not on the bed anymore. Um, So Ruth dives in and tries to find her under the water. And she pulls her out from under the water. Yeah, in this bedroom. Yeah. And they're they're both crying. Obviously, the baby's crying. She's crying and they have a big hug. Modern day Ruth wakes up and it's raining. Yeah, there's a few drops around her. A few little drops Um, spotting. The clouds have formed. Am I right in reading this that she kind of blocked this memory? Yeah, I think so. Of sort of nearly drowning her own child. Yeah, I think that's what what had caused all this to start in the first place. And and that had, you know, because she was strung out. Yeah. Uh, and now this was her sort of moment of clarity. Yeah, redemption. That, this is why she'd uh, abandoned Lila with Bo, because she knew that she couldn't yeah. keep her safe. Uh, the cloud is, the sky's now full of clouds, and suddenly Ruth sees all the colours in the world. Man, this was beautiful. It really was. It looked amazing. Like There was like really vivid colours just flying all around her, wasn't there, for ages? So this this was a great decision by the filmmakers here. So 
that we've although we've only mentioned it once it's mentioned quite a few times in the film about being able to see these colors when yeah. you use your powers and we've never seen it as the audience yeah. because we're seeing it all through Ruth's eyes yeah and the fact that they held it back until this point and suddenly she's in control of her powers and the whole sky lights up yeah and we're in this it's almost flat. like being in a kaleidoscope isn't it it's... exactly yeah and we're in this sort of flat desert landscape there's a bit you know a big sky the sky's huge yeah and um yeah we it, like you say it's just an absolute kaleidoscope it looks amazing it does and the whole film up to this point is a really muted color palette as well so yeah. it really stands out when you do see the colors even the truck was like gray there's hardly any color in this film and then suddenly this you just you it's like a feast for the eyes of all this color it looked amazing you're right it did it looked incredible and uh, Ruth gets back in the truck. Yeah, she's kind of running and, uh, back to the truck whilst all this is going on, isn't she? And yeah. the colours are flying past her. Uh, and then she can still see him as she's driving. Yeah. Driving back. Uh, and she's going back to the house. Yeah, she goes back. She heads back to Bo and Lila's house. Um, but when she gets there, it's been trashed. Um, neither the late uh, Bo or Lila are there. Where, where does she head next? Does she go off? To uh, the, she goes to the sheriff's yeah, house. Yeah, I was going to say she, she heads to the sheriff's house. And this is where he tells her that the men have taken Lila. Yeah. Um, Bo has gone out to try and sort it out, but the men came and took Lila away because she used her abilities. Um, Bo shows up at this point, dispersing the door. And there's, there's a dog barking outside. Can you hear it? I can. Yeah. <laughs> who's, got, who's got a dog near you? Next door but one. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what's going on with it. There was a... You always get all, all the wildlife around there. I know. There was a what? kid having a birthday party three doors down from me tonight. Really? Like, like they had a bouncy castle. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chop them in. I couldn't get on. When I got in from work tonight, I couldn't get on my drive. Because, you know, I've got That's the two bad. drop curbs. They were, yeah. They'd parked over both of them. So I couldn't, literally couldn't get in my house. That's bad, that is. It's, it's, my, it's my daughter's birthday on uh, Monday, and I can't have a party. Of course you can't. Why, why should those fuckers <laughs> do that? Absolutely. No bad. I, I couldn't see. I couldn't. I don't know how many was there. I don't. It might have just been there. They've got two kids themselves, but. I don't think it was the two kids on the bouncy castle. It was quite loud. Anyway, <laughs> back to the film. Um, yeah. She tells Bo that she saw the colours and that she's now in control. Finally, she's in control of this and she can. she's managed she to says, stop I, I, her seizure. Like yeah, because I'm not scared. Yeah. I'm not scared anymore. And she says, she explains that she was scared of the powers because they broke the pipes in the walls. And that's obviously when the water nearly drowned Lila. Yeah. Powers did that during that seizure. Uh, but now she's in control of it. She's not scared anymore. And that she she managed to stop that seizure that was going on in the desert mid-seizure, I guess. Sure. Um, Bo explains that she's not only scared of Ruth's ability, she's also scared of her own. Because she has the potential, I think, because what she was getting at to be as powerful as Ruth is. She just meant can control it. Yeah, she's never let it get, yeah, get on top of go, her. Yeah, yeah. Um, cut to Lila. She's in a prison cell on her own. And Roof arrives in the... No, I don't know why I said Roof like that. Roof arrives <laughs> in the town. Um, and she gets out of her truck and these clouds start to form around her. And suddenly it starts raining. So she can control that now. Like... And then... Uh, we're not talking a slight shower. It was to start with and then suddenly it literally started shitting it down. It's bouncing <laughs> off the off the pavement yeah. and the road. Bill and all his goons come out because they've not seen rain for eight years. And Bo and... The sheriff turn up as well at this point. So this is like the final showdown. Yep. Um, they all point their guns at Bo. Bo. 
Because Boa agrees to go on a, a... She's like, leave the kids here. I'm the most powerful one. Take me. Yeah, she's like, I know what I... I know it better than they do. I'm I doing, can control basically. it better than they can. Yeah. Take me. And she makes their guns disintegrate. They've all got their she guns does. pointed at her. I really like that. I thought, and they, they're just... Because this was as, as realistic as you, as you get for a superhero film. Yeah. But these guys just have all their weapons disintegrated. And they're just a god. Yeah, they, they? they cannot believe yeah. what they've just seen. It, it's it's not rained for eight years. It's pouring it down with rain. This woman's disintegrated their weapons. Yeah, and no one says anything to her. They're just, they're just yeah, they're just like open mouth. Even Bill was just like open mouth staring. It at was her. it was good. No word acting. Yeah, wasn't completely. It? it really was. And that's the point where I thought actually maybe these powers are more impressive than I thought they were. Lila manages to disintegrate the door to the cell. Oh, I thought Bo did it. Well, it doesn't really matter. I think I no, because Lila was concentrating on it. She was yeah. like looking at the peephole, wasn't she? And it kept like see, sealing up. So I'm pretty sure she did it. Maybe she did. Yeah. Bo did Bo did the outside one. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Bo definitely did the outside one. So Lila just appears at this door. Bo Bo basically says to her, You need to go with Ruth, go with your mum. And she does. She gets in the truck and they drive off it together. I, I nearly teared up when she she was like, Are you not coming with us? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I've got to stay. I've got to stay here and uh, sort this shit yeah. out. Bo walks back into the sheriff's office, which is where all this is kicking off. But she, and she remakes the door behind herself. Yeah. And so she leaves Bill and all the guys outside. It's like, Fuck you guys. <laughs> you, you can <laughs> open yeah. your own doors. <laughs> yeah. Just before Bo uh, Lila went off with Ruth, Bo gave her like a note. I think it was in some sort of locket thing, wasn't it? But uh, I think so. And Lila gives it to Ruth as Ruth's driving, and on the note it says, "Simona is real. There are others. Find them." Go take apart the sky. And that's the end of the film. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, this was my favourite thing we've seen this season. I couldn't agree more. Uh, uh, it might uh, even uh, be my favourite was... thing we've seen for a very long time. Uh, yeah, 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 quite possibly. Uh, I I was just, yeah, I was all in, all the way through. Me too. It was um, captivating from start to finish. It was a really it, interesting story. It was part, part superhero film, part western, but... It felt a bit different because we've seen how many like superhero origin films have you seen over the years? Loads, loads and but, loads. But we were really learning along with Ruth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, I just thought it worked really well yeah. playing it like that. Agreed. Um, you know, we were really on her shoulder throughout the whole film as an audience. Yeah. Uh, and it was really well acted. Like I say, I thought the effects were great, used sparingly, and that ultimately paid off at the end. Um, and I could really see how this would work as an episodic. Yeah, definitely that um, that series. The, I, Either you you carry on and they're set off to go into the world, whilst being chased by any number of government agencies. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed. I it. agree. I'd like to see them carry it on. I don't know if this film's popular enough to carry it on. I think you'd probably have to retell the story. Yeah, you could yeah. you could literally start from there and have Bo captive, and the other two on the run. That's a great place to start a TV show, but I feel like that story needs telling. I feel like people need to see it. People should it's watch it anyway because it's a brilliant film. It's- yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's like I say, it is. I don't, I don't want to say slow because that sounds bad, but it, it's deliberate. Yeah. Um. It. You know. It's, it's not a superhero it's a film. It's film, not, like I say. Yeah. It's not. You don't go in expecting like a Marvel superhero film because that's not what you're getting. Have you seen Brightburn? Uh, no, not yet. Brightburn's a film that came out early part of last year. It, yeah. I think it's fucking wonderful. It was very close to my film of the year last year. It got beaten at the last minute. 
but it's a very similar sort of story to that. Brightburn's a retelling of the Superman origin story, but if yeah. the kid had gone bad rather than good. Yeah. And it's this it's a very similar vibe to this. It's very gritty, very earthy, very dark. It's a bit more dark than this. And there there's a very there's very much a similarity between those two films. It really reminded me of that all the way through. Check out Brightburn if you've not seen it for definite. But yeah, I I think this film's wonderful. I think it's one of the best films we've ever seen. I think it I think I think it competes really that high. I, that, that's, I think it competes yeah, in any of the stream tables. I really do. Yeah. It's definitely it's the best thing we've seen since Hush, which was episode. I, yeah, I'm not six. sure. I quite I'd quite go that high. I think I think I'd put it up there as a sort of with in the conversation with the top end of last last uh, last season. Uh, yeah, well, we're getting into particulars there, aren't we? If, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not up, we're not going to compete them against other stream tables. That's not what we're all about. But you know, it's it's great. It had um. It had, in parts, it, it it had a bit of a throwback feel to it as well. So yeah, there was there was parts of this that felt quite Spielbergy, like a bit of ET. Yeah, Close Encounters. You know that. Yeah, like that those eighties of... Spielberg type films. Yeah, that's a great Cause show. This is because it's searching for it's that whole searching for your family type. Thing, yeah, isn't it? yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and like I say, the sort of the setting out in the desert as well. It was yeah, it was like part western, part part superhero, uh, and and the performances were excellent. Yeah, they were. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, it was a real pleasant surprise. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a hidden gem. Hundred percent. It's a diamond. Good. Good. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you would. Sure if you would to be honest, I I was really high on it. I wasn't sure how. I thought we'd maybe have an argument on it, but obviously not. We both just know good films when we see them, obviously. <laughs> Have we got a trivia question? Yeah, but I've only got one. So Okay, do you want to go first then? Uh, I can do. Um, so I've got two, so it makes sense if you go first. Yeah, fine. Uh, what's the score? Can you remember? Because we didn't do it last week. Uh, I think I'm, you're three, I'm one up. 3-2 up, I Is think. Is it 4-3? Three? Three? Is it 4-3 or 3-2? I think it's 4-3. Okay, go with that. Okay, mine's, mine's dead simple. Okay. What What is the name of the town that this is all set <laughs> in and around? Oh, does it begin with a C? It does not. Does it begin with a G? It does. Gah. It's there. It's on the tip of my tongue. Gah, it's not. Gah, gah, gah. No, it's not there. Greensburg. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, 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 uh, I can see it on the map when she's pointed at <laughs> it on the map, and I cannot think what it was. It's on a. It's on a few stickers in the yeah. in the bathrooms that she goes to as well. It's a. Uh, no, you're not going to no, get I'm it. I'm not going to get it. It's Garrison. Oh, that's devastating. I shouldn't have known that. That's really bad. Oh, I've got two, and I don't know which one to pick now. I think you're going to know one of them, but I don't. Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm feeling too confident myself. I, but, know, uh, I think you'll know one of them, but I don't know. I'm going to go with the one I think you'll know, just to see if you know it. At the be- well, in the mid part of this film, Lila's uh, Ruth's giving Lila some history lessons on like her life. And she gives her an LP from a band, like a record from a band. Do you know the name of the band? Punk band. Yeah. She also plays one of their songs in the jukebox in the bar when she's cleaning the bar. She tells them that... I've got the wrong band in my head. I've got a band in my head and I know it's not the right one. She tells them that they were formed when the lead singer went to see the Sex Pistols. Yeah. They're a real band as well. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm I'm having a total blank. I've got, I've got the wrong band stuck in my Who head. Who have you got stuck in your head? Stiff Little Fingers. Yeah, it's not that. No. <laughs> Any ideas? No, I can't remember. No? No. X-Ray Specs. 
That's it. Do you want? Yeah, I should have known that. Do you want my other question? Yeah, go what on. was the name of the motel at the start? With the oh no 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 <laughs> idea. Okay, cool. So you would have been all right then. It was the downtown inn. <laughs> okay. Cool. I guess we need to talk about the stream table, but I think it's going to be an easy conversation to have. Yeah. Where does this one go in the stream table, Nick? This is my favourite thing we've seen in season three. Yeah, agreed. Just put it, put it up at the top. Straight in at number one. I couldn't agree more. It's definitely better than Bad Day for the Cup. Like we said yeah. earlier, a lot of the films we've seen this year have been very similar. Very, not similar, but similar sort of level. And this one's this head and shoulders above them. Head and shoulders above yeah. them. I, I stand by the fact that I think it's, I think it'd compete in season two. I really, it wouldn't, I don't think it's better than Hush, but it would compete. And I think it'd compete in season one as well. As, yeah, I feel much more confident that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, straight in at number one on the season three stream table is Fast Colour. Go and check it out, please. It's a wonderful film. It's really good. And we don't say that very often. And we don't get to see good films very often. So if you know <laughs> well, if we're saying it's it... It's not down we, to us, is it? You know if we're saying it, that we mean it. So yes, yeah, uh, go and check it out. It's all down, all down to the randomizer. Speaking of which, shall I pick next week's film? Yes, please. Um, we're not using the randomizer this week, Nick. What? <laughs> one of our Patreons has played his wild card. Wild card. Oh, oh! This always makes me nervous. <laughs> you don't sound excited by this. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Uh, it's about a fifty-fifty record, isn't it? So yeah, Jordan did all right last season, I think. This is Jordan's wild card, by the way. Did he do all right what last did, year? I can't even remember what he uh, had. What did he give us last time? He gave us the French zombie. Oh yeah, movie. um, the oh, nineties called the nineties. The world came tenth in the stream table, so not bad. He's he's that's not a bad start. It's a good film. It's just there was better films in the. Yeah, in the season two than that one, it was second, a uh, third highest wild card played in the season two. Yeah, he's he messaged me in the week and he said he wanted to play his wild card this week. So this week he has picked a film called I Kill Giants. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's relatively new. It was well new to Netflix. It was it's been on our list for a little while. Honestly, I, just from the title alone, it was going to be my wild card wild card for this season. I don't know anything about it at all. I just like the title. He, he picked me to the post. I'm going to have to pick another one. Have you? Put, you haven't played yours yet this year, have you? No, I've got it in my back pocket. Me too. So this will be the second wild card of the season, the second Patreon that's played it. Um, do you want to know what I Kill Giants is about? Yes, please. Let me find it. Bear with. It says, 12-year-old Barbara Forson flees from reality, living in, living in the imaginary world of fantasy and magic, where she fights with giants. Her family does not understand her, peers do not like her, and she irritates teachers, and only recently moved here. What? I mean, that doesn't make any a, sense. I'm just going to leave it. Get there. a better written synopsis. <laughs> and only recently moved here, Sophia, her same age, trying to make friends. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to leave it before that sentence. Twelve-year-old Barbara Forson flees from reality, living in an imaginary world of fantasy and magic, where she fights with giants. Her family do not understand her, peers do not like her, and she irritates teachers. Sounds like you at school. <laughs> it does very much so. Guess what this is rated on IMDb, Nick. Eh? Six. 6.2. <laughs> okay. Zoe Saldana's in it. All right, okay. Um, need to be quite a lot of female actresses. Oh, no. Guess who's in it? Robbie Amell. Nope. <laughs> Noel Clark. <laughs> Amazing. That'll be his third time on the stream table. Second uh, time in this season. Yeah. <laughs> a Botska award-winning Noel Clark. He's not really got very good associations with our show. He hasn't. No. I hope I never meet him. 
No, I'm sure he's a great guy, <laughs> but I just mean it would be really embarrassing. Yeah, I don't think he'd like us very much. I'd feel embarrassed. Yeah, I don't think he'd like us very much. Yeah. So he's quite a long way down on the cast list, so I don't think he's like highly billed. So yeah, go out and watch I Kill Giants, and we'll come back next week and we'll talk to you about it. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>